0: Well good morning and welcome to our podcast this morning. Um, it's Monday uh, the 24th. Uh, we're reflecting a little bit on, on our weekend uh, service. Uh, also we managed to get um, three barbecues in uh, yeah. uh, behind the coffee shop. Uh, so I had about 60 or 70 people coming in shifts, uh, having to kick them out every hour uh, and limit the numbers, but it was so good to connect with uh, so many different people from the wider community, from our church, uh, and around, so. It
1: felt like quite a natural, it it was strange in how unnatural it was and yet so natural. So you, you kind of got together and it felt strange to be having a conversation with people that you used to have lots of conversations with and now it's a strange thing. And then as time went by, it became much more kind of you became more relaxed yeah. in how you talk to people and um and it was just lovely it was lovely to see people again and see their whole families and you know interacting
0: and i think also um just without masks on so it did strike yeah. me so um uh, there's a few new people people that you know i've only only met mm. with a mask on, you know, so to see them oh, without really? a mask on. That's interesting. Um, so, yeah, there's, uh, you know, an interesting, you know, good opportunity, you know, to be together as church mm. uh, and behind our coffee shop and uh, have all the benefits of nice coffee and uh, a good barbecue and some nice cakes um, along the way.
1: And for the most part, the rain stayed off.
0: It did. It was intermittent. No <laughs> one got totally drenched. Uh, it did stay off. Um, so we're going to um, kind of break tact a little bit or evolve tact. Um, uh, and think.
1: Well there's often a very very clear direction from what's happened in the Sunday service yeah. as to what we tend to talk about but yesterday we talked about quite a wide range of things and it was more conversational so coming to doing this today is, is yeah it different.
0: felt like actually Sunday was more of a podcast than the podcast was yeah i <laughs> um, just a sitting but on the video rather than just um, mm. on audio and um, we're going to think a little bit about worship and singing uh, and it's it's been a I guess a singing weekend depends uh, how um, into Eurovision you are or not. Mm. Uh, I think once I stayed up and watched it all um, it took me a little while to recover uh, after doing that but we don't really watch Eurovision. We did
1: host a Eurovision party for the youth group back in Brighton. Yeah
0: it did it went on very long didn't it?
1: Well we just didn't anticipate how long Eurovision went on and there's there's all the act and then just as it all gets interesting there's all of the votes (laughs) um, by which point you're kind of starting to get a bit on the tired side
0: and i do think it's probably best enjoyed with alcohol uh, rather than the yeah. youth group
1: yeah that's <laughs> yes. yes maybe maybe that would have helped
0: but singing so it did mm. come out in the survey and um, yep. worship and um And I said on Sunday, when when I think most people, when we write write worship, we mean collective singing Mm. or or sung worship. I think that's still what the majority of us uh, relate to, despite the best endeavours. And I think it is a legitimate endeavour to broaden our understanding of worship. Mm. Um, I think there's a, uh, probably what's come out during the pandemic is this actually singing together, you know, being in the same room and collectively singing together is very important to our understanding of worshiping yeah. god
1: and failing another term i think i think it's difficult because the term worship really should not refer just to some worship it sh- it refers to our whole attitude and kind of means of communicating and relating to god however we don't seem to have another word that quite and know quite conveys what i think people mean when they gathered together to sing praises to God, it's probably it's sung praise, I guess. Yeah. But over the years, kind of terms come and go. Mm-hmm. And at the minute, I think when people say worship, they—I'm assuming when I read that word on the surveys, I'm assuming they meant sung worship.
0: Yeah, and I think the collective—I mean, a lot, a lot of people say they won't come back to church until they can sing, mm. uh, and that's—and uh, I get it. And I think at the moment watching online uh, and singing along at home mm. is a better experience than coming in the building and, and either standing or sitting um, and the collective element to, to singing is quite important I think Eurovision's mm. like that to a certain extent um, it's a mad display of you know European culture yeah. um, but there's that identity you know yeah. behind your flag uh, around your table uh, and that community uh, about yeah. being together and as it's evolved you know i think they let australia in now for some strange reason really? um okay so it has evolved um but it does say a lot about the identity of those countries and yeah. it probably you know also reflects why we're bottom of the list because i think european-wise we're not particularly popular i don't think we ever have been no i mean to this is extent. not
1: just post-brexit i mean the uk for many many years has come in pretty low down the ranks we don't have huge amount of friends in Europe and that's that's part of it it shows that people um vote on a song as a part of a community not on the song itself I don't think people are necessarily voting on which song they like best they they vote for their kind of you know who they see as their closest allies and and, I
0: remember when Terry Wogan used to do it and it's always that well that country's bound to vote for that country because that's what they do you know because they're friends uh, and they stick together um, Could
1: you do the Terry Morgan accent? No, no, after. Not, not great at accents. Well in his cups. Um,
0: and that togetherness, and I do, and collabor- collaboration or togetherness on a, in a church service, actually most services are very, um, someone's up front talking at you, mm-hmm. singing together is actually the only, you know, is one of the only collective responses that yeah. everyone does together. I know we do liturgy and other things, but most of an average church service is you're in the audience and you're watching someone on yeah. the stage. Um, and I think sung worship is that equalizer to say, actually, mm. it's not about the person on the stage. It's not about those. It's about the whole community. And I think that's why probably we get a little bit funny about worship bands not becoming, you know, the central stage. Mm. Uh, and and a lot of churches deliberately put their worship band to the side of the stage rather than at the centre because it's not about the musicians, we want to honour the musicians it's great that we've got people who are gifted Um, but it's not about the musicians and it is that collective uh, coming together and I think that's, uh, maybe I've underappreciated how valuable that is to people Mm. because most of the time I'm not in uh, in the congregation I'm up at the front uh, and I'm looking at who's next and what's going on and uh, very rarely is a Sunday morning service a worship service for me—it's mm. nearly always. Uh, actually, I've, I'm responsible. I've got to keep things, you know, in mind and don't really switch off and yeah. uh, and probably and find it harder to similarly,
1: connect. Similarly, I think. Um, well, there's a couple of reasons. And firstly, just as a mum, I think I think a lot of other moms probably found that I've, I've spoke to other mums about it in the past that it's actually really hard to worship to you know again for want of a better word but to you know get into song worship mm. when you've got a little a little baby on the hip you know mm. you're always kind of thinking um about them and you're quite distracted so that that's one of that's one of the reasons the other reason is um as I think we'll probably get on to later I really struggle with the theology of a lot of the modern worship songs that we sing so that also kind of can be a little bit of a hindrance or quite a huge hindrance um to worshiping but so those things have probably led me over the last few years quite quite a few years um to struggle with song worship and yet again through lockdown and seeing how important it is to people it makes me really consider um going forward kind of my approach to that because mm. although I have struggled with it in the past um you've only to see a kind of a crowd at a football match and yeah. how unifying yeah. that um song you know song praise of a team is and so it's it's singing to God and that's from your heart and that's between you and God but it's not just so much about what's going on between you and God and that's so there's been times when I and um, for various reasons haven't felt able to sing um whether that's been I haven't been able felt able to sing that song or I haven't been able to um or I've been of low mood and um, when I've just you know kind of held back and listened to other people singing mm-hmm. and kind of like Almost like I'm being carried along on the wave of other people's worship, and that's that's actually a really comforting mm. and unifying experience. You can't do it, but you know that your heart can. You know your heart's there with everybody else, mm. and other people are singing to God for you. Um, it's also quite a nice, you know, way to see it. But it, there is something corporate, and I I know some people might really enjoy having a good sing along at home, maybe to and worship albums, or maybe during the live stream. But I just I, it's quite isolating. Mm. You hear every wrong note that you you <laughs> sing um, compared to when you're with, you know, I, for me, it's choir singing. Mm. I absolutely adore singing as part of a choir and you just hear that big one sound go up and it's, there's no individual anymore. Mm. It's just one. And so it will be interesting going forward mm. to see how, we, how our voices all combine once again.
0: Mm. I mean, we're, you know, I'm very not musical uh, and are very um, particular about weddings and funerals that people turn my mic off when mm-hmm. uh you know when singing happens I and mean, when I'm not a confident singer you know um I don't kind of um uh, although um,
1: I do think with a little bit of training uh, <laughs> you know most most choir teachers say with a little bit of training most people mm. can sing pretty well so
0: well I might be the exception to the rule um, but I you know so my yeah I, I don't get a huge amount from song mm. worship I never have it's uh, I get the you know so the community experience I get that yeah. um but you know you know I don't I I enjoy listening to music every now and then um but it's not a big part of mm. uh, of my life um
1: You enjoy football chants?
0: Yeah I mean that is an yeah. inter- I mean I've come back hoarse from football yeah, matches absolutely. because I've yeah. shouted and uh, mainly way. shouted mainly maybe more shouted, than sing yeah. mm-hmm. um and I get that kind of part of the group and, uh, mm. you know, and knowing the, you know, knowing the song, certainly like a football match. I mean, some of the, um, so I'm a Leicester fan, some of the, some, some of those songs are quite complicated. I mean, there's a whole song about yeah. the chairman and all those things that, you know, is actually it's probably goes into a couple of verses. Yeah. Um, so to know the know the story yeah. and to sing the story i mean certainly for leicester where actually yeah a lot of its recent success is based on mm. yeah the family coming in and then the tragedy and that so knowing that story um, yeah. is really important and i think yeah, same with worship hymns knowing or or kind of feeling that 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 song embodies yeah. the story
1: and that's a story that goes beyond you and includes you yes so you are you you know, this part of it is is beyond your experience. You weren't there then, mm. but you are part of it now. And I think there is there are those elements to it is about you, and it is not about you, and mm. um, which are quite helpful.
0: And I think we all bring a bit of experience. I mean, we've been to Bible college. Um, I've been involved in youth work and other uh, stuff. And some of my some of my jadedness probably comes from soul survivor experience, mm. uh, where worship can be used to manipulate and and hype up young people and uh you know I I never I didn't didn't, never liked that I mean I went to Soul Survivor a number of years to youth groups and um but I never uh, didn't like the way that it was used you know on emotional young people uh and part of it they want that experience Mm. and if it wasn't at Soul Survivor it would be at a gig or something else um but I, I think there's a fine line between um well it's not a fine line I think it yeah, yeah. I think it, it wasn't okay. Um,
1: and, you know, there's so many studies on the psychology of um, music and chanting mm. and in bringing about a certain state of emotion. Yeah. And I, I think if, if we believe our God is real and is there, there should abs- be absolutely no need to ever hype yeah. a trance-like state or in any way alter people's feelings in that yeah. way. It, you know, I want to see more honesty than that.
0: Mm so yeah and i'm sure people listening to this will come f- with their own mm. experiences uh and likes and dislikes and i think probably you know some worship um just like i think people choose a church or a community sometimes based on you know the the pastor mm. or the preacher uh, or on the youth work i think also the worship i yeah. think it becomes a you know, this is my kind of worship, mm-hmm. you know, so I go there Um, or I didn't like that there, you know, or they've got the guitar or they've got the drums mm-hmm. or they've got the organ out. It, their worship can, you know, define a little bit about what the church is about. Um, And I've got minister friends who are wrestling to get organs out of the building yeah. uh, and struggling with, you know, kind of working with people mm. in worship groups. I think it can be a real challenge sometimes. Um, But there are, you know, I don't think we want to go into slating, you know, particular hymns or no. songs. Um, but I think there's probably hymns, um, you're a bit more into your old hymns, aren't you? So um, there's probably hymns that really speak and connect to you. Mm. Um, but there are also lots of worship songs that, you know, I think we probably struggle a little bit with. Um, and certainly from college days as well, where yeah. we've kind of, when you start looking at and understanding theology, and then you have a worship song that, really great (laughs) song well
1: that's it you leave a lecture in which you've kind of really got to grips with why you believe what you believe about a certain issue and you know understand a part of the bible and then you go out into chapel and you sing a song that goes Mm. in kind of you know against that it's hard to sing that and i Mm, think and then you get to a stage where it's difficult you could just sing it you can just think i'll just i'm part of this it's okay but then you don't feel quite so authentic Mm. i don't want to say things to god that i don't really believe are what is in my heart um and so if you want to have that authentic relationship there can be songs that can be tricky but for other people they haven't thought about them in that light so obviously they want to sing them because for them it it rings to a different you know and i've spoken to other um some older people in the church who've kind of had to work their way through this what happens when I don't agree with the theology mm. of a song and they came to different ways of dealing with that um
0: because it's not a new thing I, I mean there are some rubbish old hymns I mean you atrocious yes. I mean banned. a lot of
1: them have gone <laughs> by hymns. the wayside by now and we've tended to have collected the the ones that you know have something quite precious at the center of them yes but a lot of them I I can't remember I was told at some point how many hymns Charles Wesley wrote and it was a phenomenally (laughs) scary amount of hymns and we have a lot of them but we only have a fraction of what he actually wrote so
0: it's not you can kind of think well it's a modern thing it's a modern worship thing but I don't think it is I think you know just every generation probably goes through you know sifting out you know I I guess in modern times
1: you know we've never written each other poetry we've got none of that to kind of you know find in a draw and discuss our children with at any point but you know some people write each other poetry yeah. when they're in you know their uh, their first you know flush of love and <laughs> um, and typically I'd imagine you look back on that and think huh right what the heck was all of that about and I think um I think maybe some of worship music is a bit like poetry you know yeah. yes you get it was it was written with the best of heart yeah. at that by that person in that place that they were in at that time. It, is it theologically correct? And should we go on singing it for yeah. the next two thousand you know, two hundred years? Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Um you have to assess that as you go along. Some things are just personal, individual, yeah. some things are corporate. And I, I sometimes think we sing songs that are more personal than corporate. Okay. Um but then I know other people and that's their favourite yeah. worship him. So it's you know, it's bit, you know a bit of some for some and
0: yeah i think so. and there's probably some and some do tell a story i mean the noticeable one is um i'm coming back to the heart of worship which you know mm-hmm. came out of soul survivor when they felt they'd gone too far yeah. the other way yeah. and that song was a response to for them at that time saying that mm. we have got it wrong and we're coming back to something mm. um and that was very and it was a difficult one because it's very particular to that. Yes, you know, op- I'd forgotten that, about that. that. kind of church yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. And then we've taken it and it's become a bit of a, you know, one that we use. Um, and we sing it and I don't know if it really, re- you know, if it really does say yeah. what we're trying to say. Um, because maybe that's not been our journey that we've got too distracted by all the, mm. you know, the production side to it. And that's the-
1: interesting actually because I remember singing that as a teenager, kind of back in the 90s. And it had a lot of meaning. We were all at that that stage. We were all yeah, going yeah, to kind okay. of Christian music festivals and things, you know, just generally big youth events. And it was all about the music. It was all about the band. And I remember singing that song when it came out. And it, there was even as our youth group a sense of, yeah, okay, we need to come back to the heart of worship. Mm. Whereas now I, I genuinely struggle to sing that song mm. because I don't feel, it's it's not that I, I have a problem with it. I just, I don't, I'm not expressing that yeah. right then and there. And I want to keep the words that I say to God as true to what's yeah. in my heart.
0: And so that's a specific one and that's quite a mm, good one really yeah. because it does you know, kind of just say where that, that was at that time. Um,
1: and I also think if the song has way more I's in it and <laughs> me's than it does have you's, I struggle with that. Mm. I, I don't want to sing a song that's all about how I feel. Mm, yeah. I want to sing a song that's about God because how i feel as we all know changes all the time Mm. um and how how god is who god is never changes Mm. so i really want our corporate worship songs to be about god who never changes Mm. and all of the the wondrous things that he is rather than about me and how i feel about him because in my personal prayers i will be very honest about how i feel Mm. right now as I relate to God. And sometimes that will be loving and adoring. And sometimes it'll be, I want nothing to do with you right mm. now. So to to sing a song of praise of, I just love you so much. I just want to be around you all the time. When actually right then and there, you're really angry or frustrated mm. with God or, you know, other things are happening. I, that's quite, for me, mm. I don't know if that resonates with other people, but that for me is is quite tricky. But if I sing how great thou art mm. when I'm having a really bad day, makes no difference mm. i know he's great regardless of whether i'm very happy with him at, the, at that point regardless of whether i want to talk to him i can hold onto that biggerness mm. of god um that for me is that's more helpful
0: and yeah, you know, i think there's a few so um I was thinking about In Christ Alone. Um, yeah. You know, we actually changed the lyric. I don't know if anyone even noticed. Yeah. Um, but the kind of wrath of God was satisfied. That's mm. always, yeah, it's such a lovely hymn and uh, it's so well crafted. Yeah. Um, we had it at our
1: wedding. Yeah, we
0: did. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we changed it to the love of God. Not that's, at our wedding. We had not wrath a wedding. Of God at our wedding. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had wrath, wrath at the wedding, <laughs> we uh, <did>. but love <laughs> in the church. Um, and just kind of, you know, from conversations, just it just, you know, didn't doesn't sit with my theology um, but I, and i probably pick that one out because it's so blatant mm. but there's other ones we're seeing and it's like
1: I, yeah there's... yeah why
0: that i don't believe that mm-hmm. um, and I think most people probably wouldn't think about it and would and just sing it and, you know, they would be... And I'd, I haven't wanted to get too, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stupid about it and mm-hmm. pick apart every single hymn apart from that one that really <laughs> did. Yeah, and it's a um, good one. You don't want to just not have yeah, it. Yeah, it it's not want to kick own. it away, kick it out. But, but
1: theologically, there's there's problems. Yeah,
0: so. and, and there's other ones that I let, you know, a lot of other ones that I mm-hmm. let slip that, you know, and it's okay, I guess, that yeah. Yeah, every hymn doesn't have to, you know, Bend to my, you know, particular theological yeah. stance, yep. um, uh, and because they tell a story and they're they're part mm-hmm. of the the direction and, um, and I know you probably have a few that you know you struggle to sing and. Uh,
1: well, just on a, on a slightly comic level, yesterday we sang two two hymns, both of them. It made me laugh that we sang both of them in one go because both of which, I really struggled with as a child. So the first one was. Breathe on me, breath of God. And as a little girl, I just remember like singing that in our beautiful, charismatic Anglican church. And uh, you know, everybody was kind of really into the, the moment. Their hands were in the air, and I just looked at Mama. Yeah, probably about six or seven. Said, "Are really you don't like that idea?" <laughs> and she just looked at me and went, "And imagine if God had eaten garlic the night before." <laughs> so, and then the other one that we sang was um, "Break me, mold me. What was it?" yeah I, generally i remember also raising an eyebrow to mum and thinking i do not like that idea at <laughs> all please don't do that to me god so um it, it was funny that those were the only two hymns i remember kind of being a little bit icky with as a child <laughs> and we sang both of them on one day not that i have necessarily any theological issues with them as an adult but um it, that was that was quite funny and it was interesting growing up um again like i say a charismatic anglican church but we sang all of our liturgy, hmm. um. And even now I could still, I could sing most of that. Mm. I could sing the creed and the Gloria. I could sing the old, um, the Lord's Prayer and the, you know, the confession. And so I knew that from a really early age. Mm. I knew those, what now are, um, I understand, are just kind of established kind of, well, the Apostles' Creed, it's it's an established understanding of our faith. Mm. But I knew it really young because I could sing it, because I, I nestled between my grandparents and my mom singing that and feeling a real sense of my spirit going up to heaven as you know that that kind of all together saying those such important words and I I really like that mm. I really think I kind of miss that, that it doesn't necessarily all have to be emotional hymns there's there's the way we raise our voices mm. together um in kind of affirmation of belief and i can't imagine that now you know i think most even the anglican church has mostly got rid of sung liturgy mm. um but as a as a young child and a teenager i found that mm. really really helpful
0: mm. well we've got the oracle um of worship hymns in front of us we both got a copy of songs of fellowship well actually i had um, to
1: i had to root around in, <laughs> well we um, hid all the books because yeah. no one's allowed to touch a book in church so, I, I, so I, we hid was them a with the bibles in um, to try and find these um
0: i guess but um so I don't know what edition, combined words edition. Mm-hmm. It's looking a little bit dated, but there was a hymn that you wanted just to and um, finish by reflecting. Well,
1: on. yes, I mean, and it, this is just my little Tinsley Wincy rant. Is that um? I so think we've already had a couple of those. Have I? Okay. Well, I'm going to have it anyway. Um so, yesterday we, you must have chosen the. Um, Heal society. No, it's the Thy Kingdom Come 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 one. Yeah, yeah. so it's fantastic and it's beautifully done, and the people have uh, such wonderful expression as they sing, and that I've got nothing, nothing wrong with anything that they sing in there, except for that's my favourite all time (laughs) hymn, and now we never, ever, ever, we never really sang it that often before, and we never sing it now because we always sing the new words, and obviously, you know, many of you'll know that's Abide with Me. And for me, I really often, because of depression and other things, struggle to sing and connect with God. But with the words in this song are such that I always feel this is a song that leads me to a God who will always be there for me, Mm. who I can cling on um, through the storms. There is nothing um, theologically to kind of concern me in any way. And the way that it falls with the music is just to me, something of such beauty. And I long to sing it, I long to sing it, you know, all the time and we don't sing it. And then I hear the music and I get really excited and they've changed the words, which again, you know, it's nothing against those words. It's just, they are not the beautiful words um, that William Monk wrote. And so just to, you know, just reflect mm-hmm. slightly. And I came home and I listened to the proper version. Um, which comforted me no end. And, you know, especially during these kind of difficult times, but at any point, and this is a hymn that is often sung at funerals as if it's um, because it deals with, you know, difficult times. Mm. But actually, I think we need these words as much every day and when we're young as well as when we're old Mm -hmm. to, you know, keep us steady um, in the reality of the world and the reality of God. And so it says, abide with me falls fast the eventide, the darkness deepens, Lord with me abide. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, help of the helpless, oh abide with me. It goes on and it certainly, you know, it it doesn't hide the the trickiness Mm of life, that it is, life is passing. You know, swift to its close ebbs out life's little day. So it sees that, you know, life is short and and often difficult and yet always God is mm. with us. So in life, in death, oh Lord, mm. abide with me. In that dark night, in the pain and the sickness, in the joy and on the family picnic Lord, abide with Mm. me. Always abide with me. And that's something that I kind of cry out from Mm. my heart. And so any of the worship team are listening. (laughs) um, Please can we sing this a little bit more? (laughs) And
0: I think that's about the the totality of your influence on the worship team, I think. I think that's probably about it. (laughs) Is is pleading in a podcast. Um, And that I would get the next, I mean, change and decay decay in all around I see. Oh, thou who changest not, abide with me. And I think we've been talking a lot about change uh, and and having to adapt a lot about change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's that core to God's unchanging. Yeah. Uh, and, you yeah, know, the anchor in the storm is what we mm-hmm. shared about and uh, and having to grow together and learn together uh, yeah. in those um, sort of storms. So I don't think you'll be alone in in saying this is uh, a favourite hymn. Um. Uh, and I do think, you know, we're, you know, if, as we talk more generally about things, I think, you know, as someone who puts services together every week, it's really hard to, yeah. you know, to to do the hymns and we appreciate, you know, we've got a great um, group of um, worship mm-hmm. leaders who spend their time yep. thinking and reflecting and uh, and and leading us, and it's not an easy task no. um, because there are lots of lots of hymns, there's lots of challenges to putting them together and mm-hmm. to working out how they work, uh, and you know probably be a lot simpler if we always sung abide with me every week Mm -hmm. uh, and then sung you know had the same set of hymns that we sing but it's um it's not how our tradition works um and so there there is a challenge to that side of church life um uh, and i think there's a yeah hopefully there's a graciousness and an openness um and a generosity to how we you know kind of come together and how we yeah. lead that, I think you know, even if they're singing a song that really drives you mad, um sitting there and just praying and yeah. uh, and not getting too cross about it, I think is important Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, you know, I look out on Sunday or when I could look out and see people's faces, you know, and I knew there were songs that really either. You know I know that story, so I know why yeah. that song's important to that person, or you know I know all well, that that's probably gonna you know be a bit of a challenge for them because i you know, of those words or uh, the history behind it so you know and that, I guess you know this I, I guess this is why it doesn't come as left field because probably the worship or song worship is the same as every other element to church mm. if we treat churches i've I come along and you meet my needs yeah yeah, you know, and you do what I need um we will fail church mm-hmm. will fail and it will fall down if we come together and say i want to worship god yeah. in a failing community or a failed community or just a you know a, a ragamuffin group of people i don't think we'll fail yeah. um but you know i think there are elements of uh, of us that want that so like i mm-hmm. i just want to go and i want to i don't want to be challenged i want someone just to to do what i need right now. Mm. um and i can see because in culture and society we have that all the time it's yeah. like yeah i go go to that spa because i really need that spa break you yeah. know and yep. i go to that you know because i need a night out you know and i do that and that's what i need church community isn't that mm-hmm. you know and all well,
1: the need often just really means want yeah probably. we we often say the word need when we mean yes. want and actually sometimes our needs can be met when we don't even think we're getting what we want yes and um, which i think I think that's what church is about. Yeah, I think
0: so. Yeah, and and, and that's uh, and, and that requires all of us to be gracious and and generous, but um and to understand that mm-hmm. you know that the value in being church community, um is a higher value uh, than just getting what we want. Yeah. Um, and I know I've been involved in conversations with, you know, people on different sides of the argument, uh, and sometimes people win out on things. Uh, and I look back and think, oh, I just think that was just because that's what you wanted. You mm-hmm. know, that's not necessarily what was best.
1: But also, I can very much see that I've been part of conversations in which I was saying a certain thing because that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> oh, it's you very know? Natural, It's, it's really it? easy to see kind of what, what was somebody else kind of having their will in one way. But it's kind of sometimes you think, oh, goodness, that, especially if you look back and you think that, yeah, that was definitely me at that time. Yeah.
0: Well, we've gone over a little bit um, mm-hmm. ranting about worship hymns. It's not too much of a rant, I don't think. I think we've um we've kind of been able to cover the topic. Uh, hopefully it's been uh, you know, um positive, you yeah. know, to think through and if you've been challenged or uh have kind of thought about anything in relation to and this.
1: If, if there are you know, I, I mentioned that um I particularly grew up really enjoying liturgical worship, you know, there's choirs. Some people are really, really blessed by, I, I absolutely love like Teze, mm. but I, I knew another Christian who says whenever they sing that prayer, all she's hearing is, I'm bored, here, my prayer. <laughs> so, you know, there's there's different, there's different strokes for different mm. folks. But if you've got something that you feel like actually, yeah, you mm. really want that met in some way, then well, it's also good for us to talk about mm. it and hear from each other. Very much so. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll leave it there. Um, God bless you and take care this week.
1: Thank you.